but just give me like a all right yeah we're, we're, we're gonna start on on that positive note so um welcome back to untold gems guys this is episode 24 we've got our main guy swift swift fba is here uh straight from his warehouse office uh what's up swift man i'm doing good man i'm doing good it's been a long day what about you guys we're good we're Same good long i'm day. good yeah hanging in there long day huh yeah it's q4 so you know long hours long days yeah so swift um introduce yourself to the people tell them a bit about what you do because you have a, a social media presence uh, but I feel like you're a bit low-key as well. So uh, just let, let them know quickly, like, what you do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, his name is Swift FBA, um, seven figures, Amazon FBA seller. So I've been selling for, like, roughly five years and a half, almost six years now. And, uh, you know, I've been on the reselling life. Uh, I'm in my office right now in my warehouse. It's Q4. We're hustling. We're grinding. And, uh, yeah, man. Um I think we're all Amazon sellers, right? Right there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So that's good. So, yeah. So, we, we all have the same Q4 pressure right now. So, I guess I don't have to explain that much. Like, it's Q4, it's work time. Yeah. So, so, so just to let people know from my end, like within this little community in Montreal that we have, I think Swift is like the OG FBA seller. Like, that's the first person I ever heard uh, that they were doing it, teaching it to other people um so he's been like doing it like you said for five six years you said yeah roughly five years and a half yeah that's crazy that's crazy so how how long or like why did you start how did you start and um how long did it take you to become successful on amazon yeah uh so it was like my last semester in college um I, I, I was like broke to be honest. It was college. I was studying business management and I was like uh, my last semester. I knew like I had one semester left and I'd have my diploma and everything. Uh, but I had this pressure on me like about I need to I need to get something going on. Right. I need I need to have like a business going on or something because I would see people around me having like uh, e-commerce going on or like whatever. They, they were jogging. They were doing something. OK, so um I just went online and I researched like how could I make money online. So I went into this vibe, you know, like I would watch videos from like Gary V, which like YouTube videos and everything. Um, and in one video from Gary V, it was like in 2017. Okay, this is like 2017. Gary V like posted a video about like the 2017 flip challenge. Mm. This, is, this is like this is when everything like started for me, right? Uh, it was in an interview who was explaining how easy it was to make money online. And this was very novel to me at that time. I was in college. I didn't know anything about e-commerce. And Gary Vee essentially explained, like, you know how easy it is to make money. You, you just buy stuff, like, from uh, the dollar store, for example, for five bucks. And you could sell it for, like, 20 bucks on eBay. And that idea really struck to me back then. Okay, so, um, and... In his video about the 2017 flip challenge, he shouted out uh, Reezy Resells. I don't know if you guys know mm, Reezy Resells. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Reezy Resells really is the GOAT, is really the guy that that really like uh, spoke and talked about Amazon FBA back then when nobody was talking about it. So uh, the like on YouTube, he had like 50,000, 60,000 views uh, on YouTube about explaining Amazon FBA retail arbitrage and everything and whatnot. And I was, I just learned about 
about FBA through his videos, basically. And um, he was explaining how easy it was to just flip stuff. He, basically, Reese Resales was uh, buying used books and he was making six figures per month just flipping used books. That's crazy. Used books. And uh, he, he was buying like shoes from like Marshalls, uh, whatever, like stores and whatnot. And I learned everything from Reese Resales, to be honest. And uh, with the 2017 Flip Challenge, it really motivated me to like just start Amazon. Uh, so I created my account. I um, I started doing books, to be honest, just like him a little bit. And then from there, it like just snowballed the, its way uh, till now. Yes, yeah. Mm. yeah, no, that's fire. Shout out to Reese Resales, because I think for me too, it was like Gary V, Reese Resales too. But what, did you ever do like retail arbitrage like he, like he did, or you went straight into online? No, for sure. I did retail arbitrage like he did. Um, so he was selling used books mainly, and uh, I I didn't know much at that time. So I had just I just looked for used books as well, like just everybody did. And at that time, he was the most mainstream YouTube um, FBA seller at that time. So you had other YouTubers like uh, Full Time FBA. Uh, mm -hmm. You had like uh, Hustle at Home Mom. You had like other couple of YouTube. Um, Amazon sellers. So I was watching all of these videos, and I I just like took all of the information and applied it uh, in here in Montreal. So it's not the same thing because they're selling in USA, so it's different there. They have like yeah, different, different, yeah, right. So yeah, different right. sales range, different um, sales, different products in there, and you didn't have much uh, information about selling in Canada. So uh, use books were like generally the most um, popular product I would say in Amazon because if you think about it like when Jeff Bezos started Amazon he was essentially selling books only mm -hmm. yeah. and why because books were the most um, uh, like the most popular products like you would have more units more products in the book category than any other category and Reezy Resell like took that and uh, he would go like to thrift stores and just scan books and he would make six figures just selling used books. So like I started like with the same style, the same fashion, like looking uh, for used products, books, electronics, whatever. And I, like I said, I snowballed my way on, on, on in like through online arbitrage and wholesale. I, I want you to speak quickly on the, like the fact that you learned everything on your own. I think you're one of the few people that I know that learned everything on their own. So how was that? Like, cause a lot of people, um, you know, don't know what it actually takes to learn something of this magnitude on their own. Uh, so just mm -hmm. explain like how much time you learned uh, or you spent learning and, you know, trial and error and all that. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree, it was tough. So it took me like six months before I made my first sale. Like from the time I, I like learned about Amazon, uh, until my first sale it took like six months um so i was just like taking notes watching videos uh learning from every like amazon youtuber i was asking questions through like facebook pages about amazon like i would ask random people about you how do you ship this to the states how do you do that how do you list this and um it took me roughly six months before i made my first sale and my first sale was like actually books just like reason resources i would i would buy books from like marketplace I was just learning the business. I just wanted to know exactly how the listing, the shipping process would go. 
and it, it was all novel to me. It was all like learning process. Uh, so like, as you guys know, uh, it's so easy to make a sale right now as a new beginner. But for me, it took me like six months, you know, like it took mm-hmm. me a lot of time before like, yeah, I'm shocked. everything I'm out. I'm shocked to hear that. I'm shocked that it took you six months. Six months until I made my first sale. That's I had crazy. no idea. Like back back in like 2017, nobody was talking about Amazon FBA. Yeah. I would tell people about like, yeah, I sell on Amazon. They were like, what, what is that? What do you sell? How do you do it? Like, why, why are you selling on Amazon? And it, it was kind of a crazy idea back then. But uh, watching videos like uh, Weezy Resells and all these guys, they were selling in the States, right? So it wasn't really as popular in Canada uh, as was in the States. So I had to learn my way through that. I had to ask people like online and whatnot and learn through like trial and error. And eventually it, it worked. Um, I, I actually passed the flip challenge from Gary V. So like, like Gary, Gary V's flip challenge for 2017 was basically had to do $20,170. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As that, that was a challenge. Okay. And, that what that was what motivated me to start Amazon. I was like, dang, 20k. That 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 that's tough. That's hard. That's I would need to find a lot of products and whatnot. But it, it's it's a snowball effect. You find one product, then you find two, then you find three, then you, you flip your way. And first year I did like maybe it was that was in 2017. Uh, my first year flipping products uh, made like maybe 30k, 40k the first year, and I was selling strictly on Amazon.com. So I wasn't even selling in Canada. I was selling like in USA. And uh, from there, like, uh, it just snowballed. Mm. What do you sell now, Canada and U.S., or just one? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I sell both in Canada and USA right now. Uh, I, uh, back then, I, was, I would only sell in USA because of, like, the sales rank, because of the velocity and whatnot. You know, back then, we didn't have Keeper. So we couldn't even like no see the, the, the price history, the sales rank. So we would use uh, a website called Camel, Camel, Camel. Oh, I heard of it. I heard of that too. I never used it. Yeah. So Camel, Camel, Camel would only show you the sales rank and the price. And it wasn't as accurate as Keeper right now. Um, and back then, Keeper was free. So, um, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like, it was hard back then, but at the same time, it was easier because there was like less competition, uh, less sellers on listings and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, that's how it went. But what about you guys? Like, I'm, I'm interested, like, how did you guys start selling on Amazon? Is it because Amazon was already like mainstream or was it like pure curiosity? Like how exactly? You know- I'll, I'll answer because I'm the easiest one. When I saw Chris hit six figures for me, I was like, okay, well, shit, there's nothing to the madness because, you know, it's easy for you to say, I'm learning on my own, but when you have somebody in your entourage that's actually has done it, I think that's when it's easier to go get some help for that. So for me, uh, now I like paying for help instead of like trying to learn on my own. I think that's all the time that was like, a lot of the things that I learned on my own, like I learned it by YouTube long hours and then afterwards I'm like, if I could pay someone for that knowledge in, let's yeah. say, and learn that in a month, I could save a lot more time. So for me, it was really learning from Sasha, learning from Chris, and that accelerated my growth process to another level faster than if I would have done it on my own as well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sasha? Well, I'll let you explain it. No, no, go ahead, because I've, I've talked about it, but I want to hear it from you. 
Okay, basically, Chris Chris tried doing doing private label first, right? Like, I think a year before oh, we started. And, like, he didn't have a great experience with private label. And even me, like, when he started doing it, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. But, I, and, like, I always knew I wanted to have a business. So I was, like, a little intrigued. But um, it was after, like, a year after he did private label, I think. A couple of months, he, yeah. So there was a video that he found of some guy doing online arbitrage. And then I remember him explaining it to me. And I was like, that sounds too, like, too good to be true. Because I was like, how is it possible? Like, honestly, like, I've resold things in the past where, like, it wasn't through Amazon. It was through, like, Marketplace, Kijiji, like, Depop, whatever. And I, the one thing that I hated was making a listing. Like, I hate making listings. It's just not fun. I don't like doing it. And so when Chris told me, like, you don't, I was like, I was like, oh, we have to make listings. Like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, you don't have to make listings. I was like, what the hell? Okay, I'm doing this. And so, like, that's what kind of intrigued me was the fact that, like, I wouldn't say it's necessarily easy, but it's just like, it's so easy to get started compared to a lot of the other business models that, I don't know, it's like less preparation upfront. You just kind of, like, you can make sales within one or two weeks and that kind of motivates you to keep going. And the fact that the, it's just the fact that the results are so quick. It's like, I don't know. It, it just seems like it's, it just seems like so much easier than anything else we could be doing right now. Mm -hmm. So that's what intrigued me to do it. And like, we, we mm -hmm. both learned on YouTube as well. Like I'll give the credit to Chris, you know, he spent a lot more time than me, like researching it and he helped me a lot with it, but yeah, we spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos. Like we could name a bunch of YouTube YouTubers that we learned from as well. Kind of the same, <clears throat> kind of the same story as you, but um, yeah. And through trial and error too, like we just kind of sent products and we were like, Let's just hope for the best. I mean, we had Keepa, so we were lucky. Like we we were able to have Keepa. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that helped us a lot because we we sold out our like first products quite quickly. Um, so I think we were lucky because we were able to like launch our products and make sales like within a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. what made you guys start selling on Amazon? Like, what I was think, the reason? So for me, I started the, I tried the private label with my friend and it was just because we wanted to make our own money. Like we just wanted something to do. We felt like we were just, you know, doing nothing all the time. So we just wanted mm -hmm. something to do. So we tried private label, it failed. And then through that experience, I was like, okay, I know what not to do now. So um, I tried again with online arbitrage. I, like you, I learned through YouTube. Uh, I'll shout out some of the people because it, they've helped me so much like watch me amazon gary v2 Reezy resells again uh brian guerra christos fellas is the first one that i watched um that showed me online arbitrage um and there's a few others as well uh, I'm, I'm forgetting right now but um yeah so so the second time that i tried again it was literally because i hated my job so much like i just wanted to quit and i wanted to make my Same. own money and i didn't want to be dependent or relying on anyone uh, to make my money so that's the reason why I looked into Amazon and I also could see myself doing that like flipping products like is there's something... no marketing there's yeah no there's marketing. no marketing it's, it's like, like you literally never have to show your easy. face to anyone like you it's you can do everything behind the screen and just sell products and sell products and sell yeah. products and so that's like that's what intrigued me so yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give another marketing points because yeah, the marketing part is a big one marketing stuff yeah but um but there it's one thing like starting a business and getting sales like the first sales now like you said it's very easy like we tell everyone that reaches reaches out to us like we can almost guarantee that you're going to make a sale if you follow what we do but yeah. 
scaling and creating systems and doing it over and over and over again that's the hard part so yeah. i want to know with you how did you take it from just something like a, a side hustle to uh, seven figures soon to be eight figures um and like what are the systems that you've put in place do you have any assistants any employees uh, i know you have a warehouse so just talk a bit about the transition from starting to scale my warehouse is very like recent right it's only been like a couple of months that i've had it um so when i first started i was just like buying uh used products just like Weezy resales did just like like every other youtuber sold uh so when amazon got really like popular back in 2017 because of Weezy resales and gary v the most popular product to sell was like books because of Weezy resales this is my opinion because back then you you didn't have much videos explaining about how Amazon FBA works. You would only have videos about Reezy resales and like similar products, like selling used books, going to like thrift stores and selling products from there and whatnot. You would have a couple of private label products, but I, I feel like private label products are so easy to market online simply because of the fact that you can like show it online. Like you can actually show the product from Alibaba and show the same product on Amazon. So I just feel like it's a nice way to um, market it on YouTube or with ads and whatnot. But uh, the real money was like buying used products because they were so easily accessible and you could sell them online very easily because you'd have no restrictions selling used books, used like electronics, used like whatever. Uh, so following Reezy Resales advice, I would just like, sell products i would i would have around my house i would have like i would find on like a marketplace and the uh, first year was just selling on amazon.com because of this of, because of how fast product would sell out there and i would hear stuff like amazon.ca is very slow don't sell on there and everything so it took me one year and a half until i decide to sell on amazon.ca so i would sell the same kind of products i was selling on .com and uh, I, I, it just snowballed. So I would just like investing all of my profits back into more inventory and would just like buy and buy more products. So it would be like a mix of a lot of products that I, I could find for cheap. There wasn't really like a specific niche. I would just like resell whatever I had accessible for cheap uh, where the price was like higher on Amazon. And uh, uh, I would say like three years Three years back uh, this is when I first started selling on Amazon. So I was doing retail arbitrage for three years until I decided to start wholesale because I thought it's the time for me to like really scale up. And I was really scared of starting wholesale. I thought it was really complicated and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, but it took just one online search until I found like a couple of wholesalers. They accepted me and I, and I uh, scrolled through their price list found some products, I took a shot, I sent them, it worked, and then and then I'm really focusing on wholesale uh, since that time. I, I did a little bit of online upcharge, I stopped doing retail from there, and uh, wholesale is the way to go for me. It's, it's, it's just like the, the, like the access to products, to replenishables and whatnot is really what interested me. And I, after three years of flipping products, retail arbitrage, I thought it was the time for me to really start like doing something like more easily scalable and passive and wholesale was the way to go. And mm -hmm. now like it's been like almost two years and a half I'm doing wholesale. 
uh, it's, it's really nice. It's a little bit more complicated, but you're able to find more products and scale way faster with wholesale, like definitely. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you guys. How exactly did you like uh, compare like the whole, the models, the different models, like retail, online, wholesale? Did you guys like really focus on online only or did, have you ever tried retail, uh, arbitrage or uh, what, what got you into online is what is really like interesting to me because uh, mostly when you search, when you, when, you, when you look for Amazon FB online, all you find is like private label videos, how, how to like so start Amazon. And they tell you like go on Alibaba, AliExpress, find a product, mm-hmm. put your brand in there and just flip it on Amazon, you know? Yeah, that's what I fell into first, like those types of videos, um, because those were the most popular. And then, like I said, there was this one guy, Christos Fellas, he's from the UK. I saw like his video, I think it was in my recommended, and it was like how I make $2,000 or £2,000 a month um, flipping products or like branding products. I don't remember the title of the video, but he shows like the comparison between private label and what he does which is basically just find products for cheap at local stores and sell them for more on Amazon. And like I said, like I, I, I saw the fact that there was no marketing involved and that really interested, interested me. But now I feel like I'm in a transitional phase where I'm still doing mainly OA and I'm looking into wholesale because I have a few wholesale products now. Uh, they're my favorite products, like they're my best products. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get more wholesale accounts and um yeah just grow that way because mm-hmm. at one point it's like you have money or and you need to spend it and um if you don't have money i know some people take loans um and spend their money that way because once you have like wholesale lists and wholesale accounts it's much easier to spend your money like you said replans and stuff like that so Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I just I just prefer OA because like I don't like speaking to people. So I like OA because it's so easy to just like check out an order without having to talk to like to talk to anyone. Yeah, you don't have like, to talk to anyone. But Swift, do you do uh online arbitrage too? Like what percentage do you do of online arbitrage versus wholesale? Uh so my transition from retail to wholesale was direct. So I went from retail to wholesale directly. Uh, I completely skipped the online arbitrage part okay. until until like after doing wholesale for like a couple of months. And then I was like, online arbitrage really does work because I've been looking on, mm-hmm. on like uh, videos online and whatnot and tactical arbitrage. So I, so I gave tactical arbitrage a try. It worked. It was, it was nice. And I would find a lot of products. And um, what's cool is like, you can, you know, you can, you can like, buy the same products replenishables just like wholesale but with like online arbitrage like stores and whatnot so products that not necessarily on discount you could still buy them again and again so i so yeah. to be honest i would say like online arbitrage are like maybe 10 percent um yeah of my products uh back then and uh, mostly wholesale the rest yeah. And uh, but I know, like for sure, definitely, there's a lot of products, a lot of money to be made with online arbitrage, tactical arbitrage. Uh, you know, not simply flipping from .ca to .ca. Look at flip from .com to .ca or like from .ca to .com. There's a lot of ways to do online arbitrage, mm-hmm. and I definitely know that there's a lot of profit uh, to be found uh, like that. 
so I'm not even doing 10, 5, 5%, 10% of the potential profit that I could make with wholesale or online arbitrage, you know, it's such a vast, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's environment so there's so much but there's so much products you make you there's just have so many opportunities yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely so there's a uh, lot how many how many wholesale accounts do you think one would need to like be able to live off of because basically right now me i have two or three and mm -hmm. they're carrying me like the <laughs> so, so i don't because i i think what's great about wholesale is like you can find a couple of great accounts um and then just replan 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 and look at all of their yeah. products um and so you, you don't need to do like online arbitrage where it's like you have to go through a bunch of different websites to find products and to always yeah. replan and stuff like that uh it's just literally you can have a couple of accounts and be free basically so exactly. uh so yeah how, how many do you think like you would need to to just be good so i don't know about you guys but like for example, let's take Q4 for example, right? So you know Q4, there's like a couple of niches where we know it's gonna sell. We know it's gonna yeah. be like very sure. profitable, a lot of sale. You could make six figures out of one supplier with Q4, right? Exactly. So I don't know exactly what I would answer with, but I know like you could be like enough profitable with one or two suppliers only if you want. You know, it just depends on the supplier. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, my first year with wholesale, I, I had only like four or five suppliers and I would like just replenish from the same uh, wholesalers. Um, but very like recently, I was in the last year or two, I, I started like to look for different categories, different products, different like niches that I never uh, thought of doing. And I felt that way was really nice because uh selling on amazon.ca especially you you have to go wide you have to go mm -hmm. like really wide because yeah. when you sell on .com you know you could sell uh, like in one category and make really enough for you to be like stable with that but if you sell on amazon.ca you know uh we all agree that the sales are not as you know like uh impressive as .com right mm -hmm. yeah. so you have to go wide you have to look you have to look for different categories different uh, brands, different um, types of products until, so I would say like you could be profitable with one or two suppliers and you could be as profitable with like dozen of suppliers, right? So it really depends mm -hmm. on, the, on the wholesalers and distributors you find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, can you talk about the mindset it took to reach a million dollars? Because I know a lot of people, especially on Amazon, you get complacent, especially when the sales are coming and you you reach your targets and you know, if even if you don't have any products, minimum you'll do is you'll reach your numbers. Can you talk about always wanting to go to a different level, even though you were successful with books, you were successful with .com. Can you talk about always trying to push to a different category or a different mindset to be able to accelerate the growth? The mindset that it took, like, um, so for example, uh, do you know what, when Amazon.com was about to be named before, like when Jeff Bezos started Amazon.com. So Jeff Bezos wanted to name his website Relentless.com, literally, okay? So the idea was when, when Jeff Bezos started his website, he was, I, I wanted to create the, the a online website where uh, customers would find the most, like the biggest uh, variety of products ever, right? Yeah, relentless.com so every mm. product would be found on that website so i mean uh to be honest i just follow the same uh the same vision you know like uh 
never stop looking for more products. Amazon is a numbers game. Amazon is really a numbers game. Like you just got to find the most products, the most suppliers and never stop looking for more distributors and suppliers until you're like satisfied. So uh, let's say Sarah is making millions per month. They know they can scale that. They, they know they can scale from 1 million to 2 million very easily. They just got to buy twice as much, you know? So it's the same thing applies to small sellers, to like uh, beginners. You just got to look for more products, look for more distributors, never stop searching, le- never stop sourcing. And that's, that's the way that it goes. Like, you know, I don't make the rules. Products are there. The sales rank are there. You just got to lo- go and, and look for them. Two, two, two questions. Would you say you're obsessed with Amazon? That's one. And then the other one is like fully transparent. How much time do you spend per week uh, doing what you do? Maybe like at its peak and now that you've delegated some of the things. Uh, I'm, I'm not obsessed with Amazon. I'm obsessed with the progress. So I, I'm really obsessed about like every Q4. I feel like Q4 is like a checkpoint, you know, Every Q4, I want to make more than last Q4. Thanks. I want to make more sales. I want to open more wholesale accounts. I want to have more products, more ASINs. So, like, I wouldn't be satisfied with myself if I had less than last year. You know, I have no excuse. I had one year to prepare for that, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, what was the second question again? My bad. How much time? How much, How much time, time I put? put? So, yeah. So that really depends. So now it's Q4. So obviously I'm putting like the hours. I'm putting a lot of hours right now because especially right now, like, you know, I have this warehouse. It's like really recent. Um, I'm opening more accounts like that. So I'm kind of trying new things, um, new categories, new niches, new uh, brands and whatnot. So I, I could put 10 hours a week uh, or I could put 50 hours a week, really. It could be the same. It just depends on where you're at, in your progress, like what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to like just replenish simply? If I'm just trying to replenish, I could put 10 hours a, a week and be as successful. But if I want to open like more accounts, wholesale, uh, different brands, like name brands, real name brands, you know what's the challenge with um, opening name brands? You know, you don't have to be, so I feel like people think that wholesale is easy. You just send an email to the distributor and then you expect a reply. Uh, I feel it's not that easy. You know, you have to be like really established. You know, you have to like uh, have your wholesale foundation first. Like, you know, have a proper email template, have a proper like uh, entity and whatnot. Be incorporated as a lease, you know, and then you could, you have more chances in opening suppliers. So right now, um. I'm trying to have like as much uh, market share as I can, opening different accounts from different brands, different niches. And I'm, I'm like way too early in my process. So I know I could do way much more. Uh, really depends on how easily you're satisfied with your progress. I feel like you just never, you should never be satisfied whenever you should never settle with whatever result and outcome you have. You need to always like push and uh, look for more. Because I always say selling on Amazon is a numbers game. You know, the more wholesaler, the more products you have, uh, the better the outcome is. That's fire. Um, did you also learn wholesale on YouTube or was there any specific place? No, man. So like 
I was I was doing retail arbitrage for like three years. Okay, so uh, uh, I initially started wholesale because uh, one of my friends that I thought Amazon. His name is Abdul. You guys know him. Shout out to Abdul. Uh, he's a hard worker. He 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 really went out of his way and uh, you know left his job and started Amazon. Is now he's full time about Amazon. And he told me like, bro, we should we should start wholesale. I was like, bro, it's way too early to start wholesale. You know, wholesale is complicated. You need to open accounts. You need to like uh, have like a, a a foundation before you contact wholesale. And he he really like pushed me into it because he 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 acted as a. Uh, uh, really like a competitor to me and that really helped me so I, I know that competition is really good for your business like competition is necessary for you to like really grow and go out your way uh, so so we started doing wholesale together like we just started doing it like looking for suppliers looking for wholesalers and we found out that it's not that hard to open accounts okay so uh, um what really what really like pushed me to wholesale was really like like leaving my comfort zone so like retail and online was my comfort zone before doing wholesale i was okay with the profit i was doing like i was doing like almost six figures per month just by selling like uh, uh products from retail and online i was okay with that but then wholesale was the way out so like wholesale is the way for you to have like a passive amazon selling business and whatnot um, so working, uh, on opening wholesale accounts, um, th th this was the way for me to really like, uh, leave retail and online arbitrage, that comfort zone and go out there and open more accounts with suppliers. And from there, we, 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 we went crazy. We just opened accounts left and right. We tried it and we we figured out how it worked and whatnot and uh yeah so it was like trial and error trial and error yeah trial and error uh competition yeah you have to try you know you really have to like uh take action exactly or i have a question about wholesale like i don't know how many how many secrets you want to give us but can you recommend to any of the listeners like what's a first step that they can like let, let's say let's say for for listeners who are currently doing oa like 100 mm -hmm. percent oa what would you recommend is like the first step to starting to get into wholesale? Like what can they do as the first step? Mm -hmm. So I learned most of my wholesale um, base from uh, Watch Me Amazon, you know, Larry yeah. Lubarski. So shout out yeah. to him. To be honest, he has a lot of uh, valuable information online and whatnot. Um, so basically uh, his way of starting wholesale is just like creating a kind of a spreadsheet called a supplier's leads sheet. Okay. So it's an Excel sheet where you look for the most suppliers you can find online. There's different ways to find suppliers, okay? You can find them online. You can find them through Amazon. Uh, you can find them through trade shows. You can find them through many different ways. But the easiest way is just to look for them online. So uh, get yourself an Excel sheet with like the supplier name, website, uh, email address, phone number, and try to have the like as as like as much suppliers as you can have like try to aim for like 800 suppliers yeah. per category you know so it's it's that easy it's that easy to be honest like you just have it's a numbers game yeah. just look for the most suppliers that you can find and contact them one reach by one all of them yeah. reach out to all of them like 
hey, I want to open an account with you, whatever. Like, just find your way out, find your way in there. And uh, some of them will ignore you. Some of them will deny you. Some of them will open an account with you. And those that answer you, try to get their price list. This is where we need. When you sell on Amazon, we need a price list. We, we don't need, we don't want a website with all of their products. We want a price list because we want to scan this price list immediately and look for the profitable products because it's a numbers game. Again, I said again, it's a numbers game. You want to open as many accounts as you can open, scan all, all of their price lists. And out of like, I don't know, maybe a, a hundred wholesalers, you'll find maybe 10 suppliers that are profitable, you know, and, and that's enough for you to be like stable and live your way with wholesale, to be honest. Thanks. Did you ever uh, use TA to find wholesalers, like the, the tactical arbitrage wholesale package? Did you ever use that to have to like find wholesalers? To be honest, I've never used that uh, that uh, feature of TA, but I did use the uh, TA feature to like stalk storefronts. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. do that, but yeah. I, I guess Seller Amp does the same right now. So like yeah. people are, are like migrating to Seller Amp. Um, uh, and I've been using Sunrise for like only a couple of months right now. I've, I wasn't even using that, but I, I I saw how useful it is. You know, you have like most of the features in yeah. one app, and it's so, it's uh, really fairly priced. Like it's a really really good price. Yeah, it's it's really fairly priced to be honest. Yeah. Like I was just using Keepa, Refseller uh, as extensions, Helium Ten, and then uh, you know you always you learn daily with Amazon. Like I don't feel I don't know I don't think that I I got it all figured out to be honest. I'm still learning. I don't think I got like ten percent, fifteen percent of the whole game figured out to be honest. Like I'm I'm learning daily. I'm learning things every day. Like today I learned something new. Yesterday I learned something new. So it's it's a never ending process to be honest. It's so true. And there's like so many different things, like methods of finding products. I keep like because I, I meet a lot of people who sell on Amazon on Twitter and like on Instagram and I see I see the methods that they that they do and a lot of times it's like things that I never even thought of things I never even heard of I wish I could like remember what they're doing but there's like so many other ways to use Keepa or even tactical arbitrage that I never even knew was possible you know there's so many different ways to do things I think like something that you can do to learn more is just kind of surround yourself by other Amazon sellers. Like that's how I've learned a lot too, is just by like being around other people that are doing the same thing. Facts, facts. You learn like so much this way. Yeah. And um, trial and error is the way, right? To like figure out everything about Amazon. And if you just learn from people's errors, you know, this is the cheapest way to learn. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, I just have a question. We talked about like previous episodes when you scale, having to let go people of your past. I know you've been selling since 2017. Can you talk about the process of you being in college and having your friends from school and scaling your business and potentially having to lose a couple of those friends? Can you talk about the personal sacrifices or just the shift you had to say from, okay, let me be a university student or a college student to being a full time business owner and looking to scale your business? Can you talk about how? the process was not just mentally, but how the challenges were being famously like Montreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely the the resources were limited in Canada, right? So we would have to look for like uh, people selling in the US to learn. Um, so yeah, I was in college. It was like my last semester in college. I, I was like, I was ready to leave college because I figured out Amazon 
and I, I didn't even make a sale and I was ready to leave college because I just saw like the concept that the idea was like damn uh, I could just sell on Amazon I don't need the school bullshit I don't need none of that I could just sell on Amazon and work my way to that but I said like I had one semester left I thought let me just do it and uh, see how it goes like you know still but I was still 100% like sure about how Amazon could be potentially successful for me uh, but uh, being in college and speaking to people about Amazon like back in that time nobody knew everything anything about selling on Amazon so it was kind of novel to anybody so it was kind of a risk I didn't even I didn't even know it was gonna go that far for, for me it was just like a side hustle back then I thought I would just like sell some stuff on the side make like a couple of thousand a uh, couple of hundreds per month you know like just maybe pay pay some bills you know um and you know it's it's a snowball effect it's like the more you do it the more you 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 get better at it and um just don't expect so much when you first start like when i first started i thought like, i would just do it for fun and the outcome was great at the end, but it really depends on what you're like expecting from all of it. Yeah. Of course, now it's way easier to do it. For sure. Yeah, I, I think I heard someone say like uh, the most depressed people are ambitious, lazy people. And there's a lot of people that want the results immediately, immediately, immediately. I want the biggest results immediately, but don't even enjoy the process. They don't. Uh, want to take the time to learn everything about the business and I feel like what you said is perfect like don't expect anything out of it if you come in with the least expectations is when you'll be the most successful because for me it was the same I, I had no expectations when I started I just wanted to do something of my own with like no money in the back of my mind nothing like that I just wanted to do something for myself and it, it worked out um, I had a question specific to wholesale. I think a lot of people um, have this issue when reaching out to wholesalers. Uh, there's a common response that you get from wholesalers, which is like, uh, we won't deal with you unless you have a physical a physical store. My life just yeah. went out. Um, how, how do you deal with that? If any tips, any anything that you can say on that? Mm -hmm. So like, to be truly transparent, like 100%, that's that's the wholesale game, you know. So you have like all of these suppliers ready to supply you, right? But you'll as a Amazon FBA seller, you'll only be able to open accounts with like twenty percent of them, you know, because you you don't own a, a brick and mortar. That's just a fact, you know. Mm -hmm. You can really lie your way and say like, yeah, I do have a brick and mortar retail store. Like this may work like with a couple of I, I tried i was on the phone i was lying bro and, and they declined me immediately like they blocked <laughs> me from buying their products I, I bought their product once it called me i tried lying and then they they blocked me completely from buying their products and bro their yeah. products were fire bro it was yeah. fire i was yeah, like I fuck i wish i knew what to tell them like because if i knew what to tell them I'd, I'd still have that account and i would like i would have killed it with that but, uh, i don't know maybe you guys know some people around you that owns like any type of retail store you could just use that to be honest it's just just got to be creative so so yeah the, the the reason i'm asking is because i saw a girl post this post larry uh, watch me amazon on her story today and it was that it was literally like he said he partners mm -hmm. with other exactly. people that have stores and gives them a cut but mm -hmm. then are you still sending your products 
to those people and then you have to go pick it up from them? Like, how does that work? So if you have a brick and mortar store and you're ready to like be supplied from these wholesalers, they'll, they'll just ship it to whatever address you put, right? So it's the same thing. They just want to know who you are before supplying you, right? I see. So if, you I come, see. if you come and approach them like, hey, I'm an Amazon FBA seller. I want to buy your products to sell them online. Like 80% of these suppliers will deny you. Mm. The question, why? Why will they deny you? Simple answer is because when you sell online, you know, you have most of the control with those products, you know, like the price, the description, the images, whatever. So these brands uh, that denies third party sellers, they want to protect their brands. They want to protect their image, their, you know, their positioning and yeah. whatnot. So that's why they don't want to sell to third party online yeah, sellers. Sure. You know? So sure. I, I would say it really depends on how you approach them to simply. <laughs> So, so in that scenario, would they send it to like a prep center, for example, if you, they know that you have a brick and mortar store, like yeah, you said, they can send it to any address. Oh, okay. So they never ask about the ship to address. They never okay. ask about the ship to address. You they know, just want to know what fire. They'll just, they just want to know like the, the critical like uh, part is when you are sending that account application form. This is when it's critical. This is when like the the accounts manager is like looking at your application like okay who is this guy who's who's this company like that wants to open an account with us we're not they they have a goal is to protect the brands they're distributing simply you know so it's literally just to fill out that form just fill out that form like just approach them different way like don't approach them like you know, I, I keep talking about the wholesale foundation. What is the wholesale foundation? Having an entity, like being incorporated, having a business name, having a business address, not a residential address, having a business address, um, having like different emails, not just one email, like having different departments, like, you know, contacting them from a like purchasing department, let's say, you know having a uh, accounting department you know with the emails that's so easy to do man it's just yeah, like yeah. the way you approach them is going to be uh like the critical part of opening that account to be honest so going through like all trials and error i've been denied like way too many suppliers and i've tried again with like different emails different company names like whatever i just wanted to open account with like let's say you just said like you had this company you were sure of like the products that they would have and everything but it's never what it seems to be honest like you really have to open the account and like go all the way through like the process and at the end they'll say like oh we don't even have a price list so like you go to the next because if you don't have a price list it's a waste of time unless like you you outsource the manual sourcing like the manual sourcing yeah. every product on their website that takes a long time so um Following Larry uh, Lombarski's advice, you know, from Watch Me Amazon, you want to open as many accounts as you can, filtering them down, narrowing them down to the suppliers that will uh, accept you, that has a price list. You only need like a like a handful of suppliers, and you'll be like successful. You'll be you'll be good to be honest. Like because mm. one supplier could change your life to be honest. Just one yeah. supplier could change your yeah. life. Yeah, and yes. and with with the price list, do you have any specific softwares that you use, or or did you make your own? 
there's many there's many softwares like just google like uh amazon uh, amazon uh, price list uh software uh okay scanners, you know there's like scan unlimited there's like aimsy tools there's like uh tactical arbitrage to scan websites mm. i use all of them to be honest i use all of them because yeah. one one tool will show you like a like maybe 20 products the other tool will show you like 15 products and you just mix them up and you take what's profitable you you send that order in to be honest it's easy like i i've been realizing lately that it's just the way you approach is, the suppliers is. at it, the beginning once you're in you're in once you're yeah, in yeah. you're mm. in you're yeah facts, like, facts. just gotta yeah. work your way like through that supplier at first and when you when you, when you have that account created and opened, you're good. You're just good. It's like send as many orders as you want, get as many returns as you want. Like you're good. You have that. You have that account open with them. They won't ask questions anymore. You'll be dealing with the like the the, the salesperson. You won't even you won't even be dealing with like the the accounts manager and whatnot. You'll just be dealing with like the the sellers, and they want as much commission as they as they as they want. You know, so like. Mm. You know, they'll oh, they help make you. commissions. No of way. Of course. Okay. Um, um, the final question for me, like, do you have employees? If so, how many? Um, how's that helped your business? Obviously. So just speak about uh, employees and or or people that you work with that help you. Of course. So I really like uh, believe in outsourcing. Uh, that's very important when you sell on Amazon because selling on Amazon you feel like you're doing everything yourself, you know, like sourcing, buying, prepping, shipping, it's all that. Lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I've been working with, like, virtual assistants to find accounts, wholesale accounts. Uh, I've been using um, virtual assistants to uh, scan price lists before I even knew about the, the tools, you know. Um, I do have employees to prep for me right now because i'm dealing with a lot of products right now prepping and shipping them for q4 it's, it's a headache so i can't do it all myself so of course i have employees that prep for me ship for me um that works that work on my warehouse but prep centers is the same thing to be honest prep centers will deal with all of your prepping your shipping and whatnot mm -hmm. your uh, quality control so i feel like prep centers are the same as having employees virtual assistants yeah for sure right yeah yeah 100 they're like subcontractors basically so they work with you and uh yeah they do all of that for you like i wouldn't be able to scale my business without it without that exactly so i have a question for you guys what's why are you guys not doing wholesale yet like th that's my question right now what's holding you back from looking for those suppliers opening accounts and you know making the money but Chris, what's your percentage? Like, how much OA are you doing versus wholesale? What's your percentage? So, like I said, for me, like I have two of my products right now, or no, not two of my products, two or three accounts that I'm very reliant on. Like, I I spend so much of my money there, and so I am sort of in wholesale, but I don't have like a strategy per se uh, to get into wholesale. Like, I've sent out my own emails, I have my own templates, like I've spoken. Like like you like you said like he said just send out eight hundred yeah, yeah. but I just need to reach out to more so now what I I'm doing in my business like it's restructuring I'm getting a bit of help with just buying inventory and uh, finding new products so now that that's like sort of gonna be taken care of I'm gonna really look into finding more wholesale accounts um, but yeah I, I I'm gonna stay in Canada for now like I don't sell in the U S yet 
Um, I know you you do both, but I I love the Canadian market, man. Like I I find like mm. it's very underrated, and there's not a lot of competition. And if you're able to grow your store in Canada, there's a lot less big stores in Canada than there are in the U.S. So you have like more of a chance to to have a massive store in Canada, in my opinion, than you do in the U.S. And yeah, a lot of so, Canadians sell in the U.S. too. So like we do. Yeah, have even Canadians store. like overlook the Canadian marketplace. Yeah. So I like I like that. I, I, I get like that question fun. almost every day. Why don't you sell in the U.S. market? And I'm like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. It's <laughs> but like can you, but, but Swift, can you answer the question for us since you you have experience with both markets? Yeah. That, yeah. What's like? What are the benefits of both? And and for a beginner who's in Canada, since most of our audience is Canadian, what would you recommend? Like, should they start in Canada or go straight to the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first started, I, I, I sold on Amazon.com for the first year and a half. I didn't even like uh, look at the Canadian marketplace at the beginning mm-hmm. because when you would like uh, do your research and whatnot, they would tell you the USA marketplace is the most like uh, you know selling more yeah, velocity yeah. and whatnot. Exactly. So I first started selling on .com, but the thing is, on in .com you have like ten times more uh, competition. But Everything. you have 10, 10 times more the products, you know. That's right. And, uh, so wh- wh- whatever product you don't find in .ca, you know you'll find it in .com, right? So I always advise like new beginners to sell on uh, .ca first, simply because it's way easier, you know, like shipping-wise, uh, returns, logistics, because, you know, it's in the same country, it's within the same country. So it's easy to deal with like returns, the logistics, the shipping, whatnot. So when I would sell in .com, I would have to export my products out there. So that would be like extra, extra costs for that. The returns would be like really bothersome because you would have to use like a 3PL to bring them back. Um, oh, that's horrible. That's the selling, main reason I don't want to go to the US. <laughs> just selling dot, .ca, it's enough to be honest. But if you're looking, if you're like stuck, if you're like in a plateau and you feel like you want to, scale like going going to dot com is definitely the way like even with like online arbitrage like i feel like you guys are really in online arbitrage and i feel like you have way more experience with online arbitrage than i have because i haven't really visited that part yeah. so so much um i don't know have you guys ever tried sourcing from dot com and selling on dot ca or like sourcing from dot ca and selling on dot com because that's cross sourcing is a is very profitable like i know i do it with wholesale i i haven't done it yet i there i'm in a facebook group and there was some guy who was telling me he does it a lot and it's very good so he buys from the u.s sells in canada Mm -hmm. and vice versa and Mm -hmm. apparently there's so many products that like i don't know why i haven't looked at it yet i think that's one of my plans I just texted Chris about this yesterday. Yeah, you literally I, I, just... I literally just texted Chris about this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so like, oh my God, we need to start doing this. It's in the plans for sure, for sure. Um, you guys would but, be amazed. Yeah, yeah. But but speaking of that, like, what are your plans? I know we've talked about Q4, but like, what is your goal or objective with Amazon going forward? Um, and also, there's a lot of people that ask, like, I don't know if you get this question, but they ask, like... Um, do you really see yourself doing this for the rest of your life or in 10 years or you're too dependent on Amazon? Like, how do you mitigate the risks of, let's say something happens to Amazon? Like, I get so many people telling me that and like, I know my answer, but like, what's your what's your take on that? No, that's really a good question, to be honest, because as 
like you know we all know amazon fba is very profitable we all know fba how blessing it is you know they take care of like eight percent of your business all that but so you 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 hear all of these good stories and whatnot but there's also the the, the horror stories right you also have the bad stories you, you you hear stories about like people selling for years they get their account banned that's it they yeah. lose they lose all of their money all of their inventory like thousands going to like lawyers and court cases and whatnot trying to get the money back it's yeah, it's it's so it's tough so you, you gotta understand so amazon fba is very like um there's a lot of money to be made with amazon fba but it's risky 100 percent. so you have to you have to know how to mitigate the risks when you sell on amazon whether it's doing everything properly from a to z like perfect quality control so you have no issue at all or you could mitigate the risks by having multiple accounts, you know, unrelied, like unlinked accounts with Amazon. So you, because that's the thing with Amazon, you just have to know how they work. You just have to know how, how Amazon will ban you. Because as, as an FBA seller and you guys, I'm sure it's the same thing. What's the number one challenge? What's the number one like um, fear we have as Amazon FBA sellers? Is the fear of being suspended, right? Yeah. If, if, we get suspended, <laughs> if we get suspended, if we get suspended, I have to go back to work, bro. I have to go back to a nine to five. Quick. We all know it's done, right? We all know it's done for. Like it's over with. Like if we get suspended, like we'd have to deal with Amazon to get at least get our money back and whatnot. So it, it's a common fear with every FBA seller, right? Yeah. So, uh, following like many like uh, goats in the industry, like Watch Me Amazon, Amazon Lit, whatever, all these big guys. What they tell you is if you play the game right from the beginning, like having excellent quality control from the beginning, you will have no issue at all. You will have no issue at all. So knowing this and following this path, you 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 could be like uh, just selling on Amazon and be okay with it. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah. So my goal with Amazon is not is long term for sure but i'm not only relying on amazon to be honest i feel like amazon is the best way for me to get like that quick um cash flow, cash flow. you know like what's the easiest way to get this cash flow as easy as with amazon there's no other way like you know there's you, no could, other way. you could literally buy something right now and flip it the same day on amazon like the same day literally and make yeah. uh three three hundred percent roy right where can you do that this easily right so you 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 did talk about that like you know on, on your other podcasts and whatnot so flipping is the way anyway so in order to like keep the 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 blessing from amazon fba system you mitigate your risks having multiple accounts uh having excellent quality control uh and of course amazon is not the only way to make money amazon is one way to build that cash flow to build that because Amazon saved me, to be honest. Amazon FBA saved me. Like I, I had no money. I had no. I had a working job. I had like nothing, you know. And I flipped my way uh, until I became like six, a seven-figure uh, seller. So I feel like if ever like I, I'd have to do it again, I'd do the same thing, you know. I'd use Amazon, to be honest. So Amazon is just a way out, but it's not necessarily the only way. Facts. That's a good you know, answer. Do you know anyone who's been banned? Yeah. 
Oh no. no. Yeah, I know horror stories to be honest. Like I know horror stories to be honest. I but could tell you, th- you one you th- to be honest. But <laughs> do you think it's because they're like they're not proactive at checking their account health? Like they're not dealing definitely. with those things? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's all things that could have been avoided 100%. I know a guy that that has been banned like 2 years ago. Um so this guy his first month he made 18,000 in sales, okay? Oh his first God. month why because he was already a reseller locally in montreal okay so he okay. was reselling products and whatnot so he was like in the, in the reselling business for a long time i was buying from him and selling on amazon he wasn't even selling on amazon so a couple of months later he started his amazon business and he had very poor quality control like i'm being really transparent right there because i know it's a like learning lesson right there so he, he yeah, was selling sure. really good he had like really bad feedbacks and whatnot and he started working on his um, quality control you know uh, making sure everything was okay with his products his shipment plans and whatnot and he was doing better then what happened with this guy is he started selling in the dot-com marketplace he was selling in .ca um, first and then he started selling in dot-com marketplace and um, having a lack of quality control in the dot-com marketplace is 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 not okay because you have a selling history in .ca but you don't have the same selling history in .com so it all goes back to like the order defect rate your account health and whatnot so basically uh, having really uh, poor selling history in that marketplace one error could fuck up your whole business mm-hmm. right that's that's the way it is so yeah. you just got to be, be careful about like it's fragile, to be honest. It's really fragile when you sell on Amazon and you you you, you like open another account where you sell in this different marketplace. You're building a new selling history. You have to really make sure to to follow the rules and whatnot. And if you if you mess up in one way that affects your order defect rate, you're you're, you're gone. Like I, I don't make the rules. The rules are there. Like yeah. Amazon tells you what's the policies, uh, the, the yeah, violations. <laughs> so like just Whoa. follow them and you'll be good. What did he do? Like, did he try again with Amazon or did he just like do his thing locally? Yeah, so he's doing retail arbitrage and um, I've, I'm act- I'm actively helping this guy to get his account back. Like, to oh, be honest, okay. like, uh, uh, like, you know, and he, he's trying to as well. He has he has 100K like held with Amazon, you know, it's tough, <laughs> you know, but let's would, not sugarcoat the whole thing let's die. not sugarcoat it like it's 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 that it's that it's that serious when it's yes. on amazon oh. like when you go really deep in amazon and and you put all of your money and effort in yeah. there and you know you expect it all to be like perfect it's not the way it's, it's crazy how they have it. that it's crazy how they have that power where it's like we're shutting your account down and you can't do anything about it yeah, they and we're keeping a 100k bro like they're keeping a 100k and you can't do shit or like it's tough that's the thing that's the thing man that's the thing but you know what amazon is is not a law on its own so you can always like take them to court and for sure, eventually for sure. eventually you get you'll get everything sorted out yeah, yeah. like this is what yeah. I yeah yeah yeah. I actually met someone too, uh, not recently, but I met somebody who who told me he was selling on Amazon and he was like, my account got banned. And the reason is because I, I think he told me he was buying like counterfeit items or like fake items from Alibaba and selling them as real. Oh, and I'm like, well, of course you get uh, banned. <laughs> that's not even like, yeah. And now he's selling like under his friend's name because he couldn't open another account or something. But honestly, I agree. Like I've worked with so many people like we have like a hundred something members. We've worked 
worked with so many different people. We, I've never seen anyone's account get banned. I've like anytime someone has an IP complaint, any type of policy restriction, whatever, Just like deal with they're, they're generally quite simple to deal with. Like sometimes they're a bit annoying and you have to, you have to push a bit, but it's like, generally not complicated to deal with it it's just if you're not proactively dealing with it that's when i feel like it's going to start building up and like uh, your account mm -hmm. can get shut down but also like that's just true. request your payouts as as often as possible like would you mm -hmm. recommend that too like just request them as often as possible to like limit the risk too of them keeping like 100k locked up that's crazy mm. i mean i know I, I definitely agree that's a way to get like to uh to mitigate the risk of getting your of your uh, amount held but i feel the best way to be like safe selling on amazon is just do everything correctly from do ATC, everything simply right. yeah simply sure. you know you you'll have no problems you know? you may have like like slight issues with like you know uh discrepancies or i don't know like a case open here and there that's normal selling on amazon you know like sure. that's really normal but if you really want to mitigate the risk 100 percent, either like like work on your quality control 100 percent, or like have different accounts if if you're selling like if you guys are selling selling really like a uh important amount of sales every month and you want to mitigate the risk think about opening a second account to be honest like i'm yeah, not that's even, a good like, idea playing, you know yeah. but just make sure that because you're allowed to have a second account it's been like two years amazon have this policy you're allowed oh, to have it wasn't account. before no 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 wow, if you know. open another account like in 2090 uh, 19 2020 you would get immediately banned okay so amazon switched their policies and you can have a second account under certain conditions so like it has to be completely different business information like the name the email address the bank the credit card information the address and whatnot um even even if like something is linked between accounts amazon will, will still allow it but they will link the accounts together you know yeah so it, it, it's it's tough you have to really play it like correctly so if so for example if you log in your amazon account on another device that has an amazon account already logged in in the past those two accounts are immediately linked okay so that's like triggers a red flag in like amazon internal system it's okay right so now it's everything. no problem but if one account gets suspended the other account will get suspended right away no yeah they will suspend wait, so all related accounts in one shot so wait wait so let's say for example me i log on to my computer amazon.c or solar central and then sasha also has logged into my computer we're linked now yeah you're linked definitely you you're linked so amazon knows that these two accounts are definitely linked in one way or another so okay so chris gets banned i'm gonna get banned too yeah well if like, you get banned i get banned <laughs> so if you get suspended all of the accounts Duh. related will be suspended maybe like a random account will be suspended like i don't know if you buy your 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 laptop like in from marketplace if the the guy you bought it from had an amazon account used to sell an amazon <laughs> you'll get banned as well <laughs> But wait, but can you That's like actually crazy? Because I also have a third, like my private label account that I used to I log into sometimes when I do like coachings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um should I just delete the accounts at that point? Like, can you even delete an account? I mean, to be honest, it's too late because the accounts are already linked. 
you know. Oh, uh, even if you delete it, it's linked. Yeah, yeah. Amazon's algorithm works in that way. The accounts are linked. If one You're account gets banned, forever. all of it can get locked. That's but crazy. it's not an it's not as big as an issue, to be honest. Just make sure that your account health is good and whatnot. Yeah. And Amazon uh, lately have been improving their system, to be honest. I don't know if you've been watching uh what is it called? Uh the Amazon Accelerate videos where every year they explain what's new with Amazon mm. and whatnot. And they have this new thing called like the Amazon insurance, where if your account health is in good standing, you're okay. Like there's there's no more of this fear of getting banned or whatnot, as long as your account health is good. This okay, is something okay. new they've added, to be honest. And it's kind of reassuring, but never take chances with amazon to be honest just yeah. play it good and the risks will really show themselves when you're selling a lot so in the beginning like new sellers the beginners have no risk because you know they sell a couple of products they're good for a couple of years but the more inventory you have you know makes sense the more ip complaints you get the more risk the more you know yeah. like restricted policies violations whatever yeah Damn, I need to delete my account the other one. <laughs> Just in case, bro, you never know. It's like it's no, nothing's good. Nothing's gonna happen to that account. Uh, there's no there's no movement on that account, anyways. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right. Well, you know, I, I think that's I it's it's a long fire episode. Did you guys have anything else to yeah, ask? Yeah, I with? still have like I still have some questions. For real? Okay, go. If uh, we'll do a couple more and Okay, so my my first question is a question that I get all the time, and like I've I've re I've responded to this question a hundred times on my stories. Like, what's your opinion on on this question? Do you think Amazon is oversaturated for new sellers? Like, what's your take on that? What's your opinion on that? Mm, I think it's definitely not saturated. To be honest, like you know the products I'm selling right now, uh, I could have a dozen more sellers selling the same products, and I'd still be okay. You know, that's my simple answer. Yeah. Like, to be honest, mm -hmm. that, that's that's really like a messed up excuse. Like you know, Amazon's over saturated. It's only <laughs> saturated. Way. It's only saturated if you don't know what you're doing. That, no, I but a lot of sellers will start. Like a lot of sellers will start, and they have no reviews. They go on listings where there's a lot of big sellers who have a lot of reviews, and then they're like, "Oh, I can't sell the products easily. It's too oversaturated." Yeah, well, they, then they quit selling on Amazon, and then they they have this huge like they have this really bad reputation or like they have this bad impression on Amazon because they're like, "Well, I wasn't able to sell anything." But mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get tricked. I would say like they think, "Oh, it's so hard." But I I swear to God, the moment you get your first couple of reviews, like, did you feel that too? Like when you first got your couple of reviews, like the difference it was to be able to sell. Even now, like as your business grows, you can you notice a difference, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it also depends on what type of products you sell when you first start selling on Amazon. So if you start uh, with like name brands products, like brand new condition, you you know you have a lot of competition. You know you have like like yeah. four, five, three uh, FBA sellers within the buy box price. So you know it's gonna be tough for you to get that buy box and get those sales. So you could st you could like the way I started was like I feel it's like a really humble way to start selling on Amazon, like selling used products. Yeah. You know, no restrictions, no buy box. You just you know make that profit in and out you know you switch products until you get the selling history started you get those reviews started and then um it so really depends on the type of product you sell at first so if you start selling those products from retail web online websites and you check the competition you like you clearly see there's like three four or five fba sellers on that listing 
you won't have any sale because you just launched, you have no selling history yeah. and you expect to make a sale in that listing. Like, you know, you, you have in the beginning, it's the hard, it's the hardest part. The hardest part, yeah. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a big difference between zero rating and just one rating. Like you For just sure. feel it. Yeah. The, the day I got my first review, it helped me so much. I couldn't believe it. And, have uh, you guys started immediately with online arbitrage? Yeah, basically right? yeah we did we did a little bit of ra like here and there but it was like primarily like 90 percent oa maybe even five percent ra like a very very little ra that's yeah. interesting yeah no, but but i have a, i have one last question like do you think somebody can realistically or not realistically but like do because i think anything's possible but do you think it's smart for somebody to start doing wholesale from the beginning like from day one nah so like a lot of a lot of people ask me the yeah. same question. Like I want to just do wholesale from the beginning. I'm like, nah. You need at least six months of Amazon of Amazon selling history. You need at least a couple of reviews. Um, yeah. You need at least ten thousand of sales in your account, at least. Yeah. You know, until your account is like at a like you know higher tier. Okay, so so you could actually start getting that buy box faster, you know, getting those uh, approval faster and whatnot. I feel you need at least 10k of sales, at least six months of selling history, and um, at least like four or five positive feedbacks before you start doing wholesale. You could start wholesale from the beginning if the products are like there's like no competition, crazy sales rank. You're the only FBA seller. Yeah, you'll definitely get the buy box and get those sales, but it's harder, you know yeah i mean i mean if I, if I could leave you guys with a tip think outside the box you know it's 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 just as simple as that like everybody will do the same thing they would go online they would search the same thing that everybody's searching for like oh i don't know uh, this supplier that wholesaler but think outside the box what if you import this from the usa or from europe or like what if you export this product you know cross selling uh, different supply and demand and whatnot like there's a lot of money to be to be made if you just like think outside the box to be honest and, and and doing things differently the rules are set you know so just find different ways to get those products supply them in different marketplaces and it's that easy so like to be honest if i open a, a wholesale account i see their price list I, I check everything online. I see like the competition. I see like the sales rank. I see like um, there's all, all is good. Like, you know, all, all the checkpoints are there. I, I'm not going to start with a test order. I'm going to go like aggressive immediately, like 50 units, 100 units, because everything is there. Like everything is everything is telling me like it's a green flag. Go for it. You, you, you have enough, you know, sales for yourself. So I, I would just go for it. Like Amazon is so predictable if you know how to like play the game. And yeah, so you just you just need to like know all of you know the criteria you need to respect before you, you go and buy a product. So I think the most important thing is the buying process, learning how to use Keepa, learning all of the you know the factors before buying that product. There's a lot of factors, you know, it's not only the oh, sales yeah. like and the profit. We you guys know that, right? Like the buy box percentage, There's the competition, you know, like being hazmat, restricted, uh private label, whatever. If if like a product like checks all of these points, you're good. Go go for it. Like buy 50 units, 100 units, you're good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Final question for me. Are you one of those sellers that's crossed like 10,000 reviews? 
like uh oh yeah i'm interested to know i'm interested i want to know like after five like an average like an like yeah just tell us over what amount you are now because me i like a couple of months ago i went over a hundred and there's some listings that i'm on with wholesalers that have thousands i'm a hundred percent over a hundred reviews and i still can't get any of the buy box compared to them so like did did you make it to that point where it's like you don't feel the competition anymore because of how far your store is so for me, it's kind of different because I have like different accounts, but like all of my reviews cumulated would be like around 500, 600 reviews, to be honest. I don't okay, have okay, okay, okay. Yet. No, wow. okay. So no but it takes see, time. It takes, it it takes does, a lot It of does, it does, bro. It's like 100 per year or something if you do yeah, it organically. <laughs> Actually, if you see like sellers that have like 10,000 of reviews and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. This yeah have they been there for 20 thing. years? <laughs> yeah, no. So like the thing is when you, when you were selling on Amazon like 10 years ago, it was like eBay. So you could get feedbacks for buying a product. Right? Oh, so true. you could buy thousands of products and get feedbacks for buying these products. So mm. if ever you see a seller that has like 10,000, 100,000 of feedbacks, you know they've been selling for at least 10 They've years. just, yeah, 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 okay. Makes sense. Okay. So that's how you can build an eBay account so easily right now because you could just have feedbacks buying products instead of selling products. Mm. So crazy. it was the same thing with Amazon back then. There's a lot of things about Amazon that people don't know, to be honest. And I find it kind of interesting. Uh, so for example, like when people see Amazon selling a product, so when you see literally Amazon selling a product, they think it's actually Amazon distributing the product. But you guys, we all know it's not Amazon. It's actually the brand itself. So let's say you find a Lego product and you see Amazon selling the product. It's not Amazon that's distributing the price actually the lego brand that's selling through amazon through like the vendor central right yeah. so amazon doesn't sell on amazon amazon invite big brands name brands to sell on amazon under the amazon name mm -hmm. as vendors so when amazon fba first got created it was uh invite only that would invite big name brands to sell through fba at first the within third-party seller they were like third-party name brand sellers and whatnot and uh so yeah there's a lot of things to be like uh like figured out about amazon and all that it's 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 big it's really big and it's the more you dig through it the more like you learn about it and whatnot it's uh yeah yeah and now I, anyone I can just have like one last question since uh, we talked a lot about like wholesaling, so if, what would you think is the appropriate amount of capital required? Because I know it's capital intensive. How much do you think a person would need, like such as like six months into it? How much capital would they need to be efficient as a wholesaler going forward? That's a good question. I would say at least, uh, I would say at least five grand to be honest. Because even that five grand is not going to get you as much. It's just going to be like, it's going to help you test a couple of suppliers. You know, it's going to be just a testing phase when you first start wholesale. Wholesale is not that easy when you first start it because everything will be novel to you. You know, whether it's like getting those price lists, those new brands, uh, you know, contacting the suppliers and whatnot. I would say at least like three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 is the minimum to get started with wholesale. But if you're just curious, you could just like, create your wholesale foundation the the email the template the the website if you want the the entity and just start opening accounts with suppliers just do it for fun if you want like just try it out open accounts see if they answer you back see what's how easy it is with like this category what's what's harder and whatnot and 
if you know once you open an account they don't really expect you to buy anything at like directly you know you could just open accounts and not buy anything you know so you don't have this uh this pressure of like yeah. I have to buy from this company because I have this open account. No, like I have a hundreds, I have hundreds and hundreds of open accounts and I only buy from like, uh, I have like maybe 40, 50 suppliers that I buy from, but I have like at least three, 400 suppliers open accounts with those suppliers and I don't buy from all of them, you know. Uh, I could stop buying for them like immediately and they won't say anything. So just try it out, to be honest. Just, just open like a professional email, get incorporated, uh, have a nice template, approach them in a nice way, like professional way. Um, if you know some people around you that has retail stores, brick and mortars, business, whatever, a friend, why not? Try try to like approach these people and explain them like your your uh, your business and whatnot, and open accounts, man. This once you open an account, you're good. Um. Let's let's say your friend has like a pizza shop or something, and you want to sell like pharmaceutical products. Is that gonna work? You think or no? <laughs> in your experience, do you think that could work or not? So if you have like a restaurant or like a grocery store shop or whatever, you could only open as much. You know, like it would be something grocery related. Okay, it'd be grocery related. Okay, it could be like kitchen products related. So I I have students that actually have like people in the in those fields like they have a grocery store they have a restaurant whatnot they're able to open accounts in the grocery category in the kitchen category uh home category um you you could you could open any type of category you just try yourself out like just open the account and if the supplier have different kind of products even though they have groceries so let's say the supplier have groceries home and kitchen sports mm. outdoors health products once you open the account with that approach in mind, like I want your grocery products, but you'll have access to the okay, whole price okay. list. So, so like you said, once you're through, you're through. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I think also on the final note, it's important to say, like you said, that you need like 5K, 3K to start. But a lot of, I think it's a misconception. A lot of these wholesalers, they don't really have like a big minimum order quantity. You can order like $500 worth yeah. of a lot not of Not all of them. Yeah, not all of them for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, but a few of them are a lot of, yeah, there's a lot that I've encountered that there is no like real minimum order. It was like 1000, the max that I, mm -hmm. I saw. Um, and yeah, what you said about like, you don't need to order right away. I had one of them tell me like, you have seven days within the opening of the account to place an order after that it's closed and then it never closed and wow. I never ordered. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's true. Like you don't have, there's no pressure once you open an account so you can do that just for fun mm -hmm. but uh yeah this i think this one of this might have be might be like one of our longest episodes so i knew this was gonna happen <laughs> I think too because so too. <laughs> yeah cause there's a lot to talk yeah, about we, we had a lot to ask you no, that's to good about. to be honest if i could leave you guys with another tip like you know you're buying from uh let's say you're doing wholesale there's uh brands there's distributors right so you could buy from the brands which is harder is more complicated which you need like a better foundation or you could buy from wholesalers which is easier you know it's easier access to wholesalers if you're buying from brands directly i'd suggest you to do that after you have at least like a couple of weeks month of experience with wholesale you know you have that whole uh template foundation all figured out uh start with wholesalers and distributors 
you know, sometimes you find liquidators like distributors that that buy bulk from wholesalers, and it's so easy to open an account with them. Um, and then you have brands, so you open an account with manufacturers. Like, don't don't contact the brands first when you're starting wholesale. Start with the distributors. Try like to understand how the vibe is, how how it works, you know, uh, how hard it is. And when you have enough experience doing wholesale, then you could contact those brands. And that that is so easy. Like you just go on Amazon, you you start sourcing from the categories. So let's say you go on Amazon, you go on, I don't know, like um, pet supplies, cat supplies, and you start sourcing from there. You've, you look at all of the brands that are available. You start um, reverse sourcing from there. Look for brands that Amazon is nowhere around. You're able to sell the products. No, not a lot of competition. And like write a list of all of these brands like it could be hundreds of them and then look for distributors with those brands. Then go and search for, uh, I don't know, like uh, this brand, Canada distributor online, search for them, try to open accounts with them, you know? So there's, there's a, there's a process to it, you know, don't, don't just start like that and just contact any supplier, distributor, manufacturer you find, you know, you have to work your way there gradually. And most importantly, have to create that wholesale foundation. Yeah, that's that's a fire tip. Do you have any big brands that you are dealing with directly? You don't have to mention what brands, but like, do you have like a big brand that you're dealing with directly? Yeah, of course, man. I sell a lot of brands, like big brands like uh, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, Garmin, uh, uh, any, any brands, HP. Uh, and you're dealing with them directly? Brother. Not always, not always. Okay. So most of the big name, so to be honest, right now, I don't have many um, uh, open account with brands. It's mostly distributors. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what. I was but saying. I plan on opening. I plan on opening accounts with brands directly in the in after Q4. To be honest, because right now I have so much to yeah. deal with only with distributors. Like for Q4, I only have like a dozen uh, suppliers, uh, and I'm good with those. You know, but the game is to keep opening accounts, keep contacting those suppliers, and you know, if one doesn't work, you have the other one. If this one denies you, you, you have this one is ready to go. So uh, to be honest, it's crazy, but there's so many products to, to be able to source from. And the, my challenge right now is like narrow, narrowing everything down to like the, the, like the best selling, the better ROIs, yeah. the, the faster sales rank and whatnot. I'm telling you guys, we're in October right now and with Q4, if the next month, we f we guys focus on opening accounts uh, with suppliers. I guarantee you, if you, if you just like put the work in for the next two weeks, opening accounts, like it takes you one day to create that wholesale foundation, the email template, the e the, the the website, whatever the um, the footer, the the entity. You contact a couple of suppliers that I guarantee you in two weeks you'll have like a dozen suppliers ready to supply you for Q4, and you're good. You only need one. You're one supplier away from like a six-figure month, to be honest. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. even kidding. Trust me, I'm, I'm already kidding. motivated. Like, I've been taking notes this whole time. <laughs> That's fire. That's fire. That's fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, yeah, I learned guys, a lot. Guys. Honestly, I learned a lot. I really appreciate it. For, for real. real. No, this was a, fire a pleasure. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, guys, to be honest. I like that, you know, like speaking, uh, talking about FBA and whatnot. Like, it's always uh, a good thing. You know, it's, it's, it's my business. It's you guys' business. 
um, I'm learning too as well every day. Like I'm really far from being like a veteran or like a professional in this business. Like I said earlier, I'm not even like at 10 or 15% of what I could accomplish. So no way is this business like oversaturated at all. Like there's so much, there's so much to get. Yeah. So much. Facts. Well, Swift, we really appreciate you, man. Um, Our episode again. Yeah, this, this is a crazy episode. <laughs> crazy episode. We're going to have a bunch of reels hopefully loaded up from this episode. Because you gave up so many, like you gave so much information. Bro, he, like spilled, he spilled all the free gems for us. Like, And I like having conversations yeah. about Amazon because like, sometimes you just need those types of conversations to like ignite the fire in you to mm-hmm. go hit your goals. And yeah, you've done that it's for It's Q4, us. guys. It's Q4. It's the let's time. It. It's right let's now. Get it. Let's get it. It's like, time let's to just go up. to work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's time to open these accounts, send those Fox. orders in. Uh, the the sooner the better, because we're we're in October. We think it's like we we have time still, but oh, actually now is we're the late. time. We're late. No, we're, yeah, exactly. we're late. Like right we're now, late. we're all late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, November is coming. You have like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Then you have December oh, coming. You have God. Christmas and whatnot. This is when you need to send all of your products in. It's it's right yeah. now. It's right now. Yeah. Like go full time on this. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. This was episode 24 of the Untold Gems podcast with Yubo Swift uh, at SwiftFBA on IG. Any other platforms? Uh, to be honest, it's all the Instagram for now, man. Uh, yeah. On the IG, on the IG. So follow him there. He's one of, like I said, one of the uh, OGs of FBA, especially in Montreal. He's an Amazon GOAT, a seven-figure seller. Sure, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Yes.